Albuquerque is literally the scariest city that I think I know intimately. Um, and I think that that's a big reason that maybe comedy isn't successful is because that there's just the air of violence. You're listening to Comedy Ghost Town, where we investigate why Albuquerque, New Mexico has no designated stand-up comedy club. My name is Sarah Kennedy. Albuquerque, New Mexico has a population of just over a half a million people. Two of its closest neighbors, both geographically and population-wise, are Tucson, Arizona and El Paso, Texas. Of the three, Albuquerque is the only one without a dedicated home for stand-up comedy. Looking at the broader landscape and going even bigger than just the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico itself is one of the only states in the Union that doesn't have a comedy club anywhere in its borders. To the outsider, it may look like a land devoid of humor, a joke desert. If you dig in deeper, You'll see not only a current underground comedy community, but a history of comedy here. A ribbon that wraps itself around the history of the area itself, going back to when Route 66 was established and even further. During the comedy boom of the 1980s, Albuquerque did boast a single comedy club, Laughs, which closed in 2009 but still lives fresh in everyone's memory. Without Laughs, is Albuquerque the comedy equivalent of a ghost town? What is stopping another comedy club from opening up in Albuquerque? This obviously weighs heavily on the minds of those closest to the issue, comedians and show producers in town. I think a club would really help out our state, our whole state's comedy scene, not even just Albuquerque. That's Rusty Rutherford, an Albuquerque-based comedian. He sees the value in having a home for Albuquerque comedy. There's so many places smaller than Albuquerque, a way smaller population that do have clubs. And opening a club here would be able to bring some of those comics that we don't usually get to see that, you know, may stop at a casino every few few years and do a big showcase or something. But it would also help the local comedians, you know, improve their skills, get used to that club environment, make those connections, learn some of the business side that we don't have to learn as comedians when we're doing more just the indie alt shows. And I think a club would help our indie scene more at this time. I I feel like now we have such a strong indie scene that a club's not going to come in and destroy it. It's just going to enhance both, and the indie scene would enhance the club as well. And for every person who can see why we should have one, you'll also get an opinion and a theory as to what's getting in our way. Danger Caveros, a performer who opened a short-lived comedy space in downtown Albuquerque, knows all too well the speed bumps an owner could face. I think that having a liquor license is probably the biggest obstacle to somebody opening up something here in Albuquerque because it's so expensive, and it would make such a huge demand of your investors. Historically, liquor licenses in New Mexico have been hard to acquire, an issue that State Representative Antonio Momayestas has also identified. The nightlife in Albuquerque that existed in the 80s and 90s no longer exists. We had less restaurants in New Mexico in March when COVID hit, March of 2020, than March of 2000, 20 years prior. Um, and, and one of the big reasons, in my opinion, was this was these liquor licenses in which the last two liquor licenses sold for uh, half a million dollars. So to open up a nightclub, to open up a, a really fancy restaurant, you're 400000 500000 in the hole before you even get out of the gate. So you can already see a big hurdle there. Comedy and booze are often intertwined, and the going opinion is that you can't have a dry comedy space. So anyone hoping to start a comedy club better have deep pockets or a creative way around buying their own license. Without having a club for over a decade, the audience that once was has scattered, and new potential audiences are hard to inform and establish. 
Performer producer Amory Castillo, who recently returned to Albuquerque after starting and successfully maintaining a comedy career in New York, sees a lack of awareness as a big issue. When I've done shows here too, like more than half, usually half the crowd has never even been to a stand-up comedy show. Add to all of that the perception from visitors and outsiders that Albuquerque is closer in vibe to the violent Breaking Bad than it is to the silly Weird Al Yankovic song. Albuquerque is literally the scariest city that I think I know intimately. Um, and I think that that's a big reason that maybe comedy isn't successful is because that the just the air of violence. That's Sam Talent, who you heard at the top of the show. He's a nationally known headliner and an author who was literally once described as the Henry Rollins of stand-up and has had multiple experiences here in Albuquerque. He continues. What do you guys call yourselves? Burkes or what is it? Burkenos. Burkenos. Yeah, like Burkenos are tough, rough, scrabble people. And uh, a lot of tough, rough, scrabble people who've had to earn their place in the world aren't usually uh, into being silly, <laughs> you know, or like goofing around or, or enjoying like, you know, silly comedy. Okay, well, that, that could seem like a dead end. How could a club owner convince big acts to come through town if the going reputation of that town was that we weren't into comedy? We'll definitely hear more from Sam in future episodes, but I also got to ask him a question and the answer stood out to me. What is a good club? Who who in the country is running a good club and what makes it good? I mean, uh, the Laughing Taps running a good club in Milwaukee. Um, Comedy Works is a good club. Comedy Club on State's a good club. Uh, there's a bunch of very good clubs where, you know, hilarities where like the club owner understands that comedy comes in many forms and you're not just another item on the menu. You're not uh, given the same credence as the chicken tenders or the mudslides that they're trying to hawk. Did you, right, okay, right at the top of that question, let's hear it again. I mean, uh, the Laughing Taps running a good club in Milwaukee. This stuck out to me because in my research, I found that Albuquerque's nearest neighbor in regards to crime rate is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And if they have a club, not only that, but a highly regarded awesome club, then maybe we had hope. So I sat down with Matt Kemple, one of the owners and founders of The Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, and here's what he had to say. I really got producing comedy because we just needed it. We, it was a lot more sketch and improv based at the time, and it was just this underground comedy scene without us trying to be underground. It was just like doing stuff anywhere we could because there was no physical place for this stuff to happen. So fast forward all these years later and it's like well we need this the city needs it there is no club and if anybody needed to laugh right now you know it's all of us so yes there are challenges that need to be tackled for albuquerque to overcome its status as a comedy ghost town liquor licenses awareness reputation etc 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 but just like the people of milwaukee the people of albuquerque need to laugh in our next episodes, we'll go deeper with the people who have tried to tackle these challenges in the past, people who are trying to change things so that they're easier, and we'll hear from some more people from all angles on this issue and get their perspective on what is needed. I can't wait. This has been Comedy Ghost Town, produced and hosted by comedian Sarah Kennedy. If you'd like to find out more information about the podcast or me, you can find out more information at my website, sarahkennedy.com slash comedyghosttown. 